Welcome to episode 15 of Senpai's Craft Beer Cast, and in this episode we are going to go ahead and get started talking about yeast. Uh, basically we're just going to kind of do a little bit of an introduction to it, kind of go through the definition, what it does, uh, the two most common types of yeast, and then we're also going to talk about a couple that I have used when I brewed a few times. That's about it, so... But first thing we're going to do is talk about this beer because it's been sitting here kind of getting warm as I finished up this a couple of talking points for this episode. So let's go ahead and talk about this one. This is Luau Passion Fruit Orange Guava IPA from Terrapin Beer Company. Um, not a Technically not a craft beer owned by Miller Coors, I believe it is. Um, let's talk about the can here. We got uh, this is at the top, Terrapin Beer Co., Athens, Georgia. Luau Passion Fruit Orange Guava IPA, a beer with natural flavors added, a UPC government warnings, uh, 12 fluid ounce can, uh, 6.5 alcohol by volume, please recycle. Crunkles is back with another world-renowned IPA inspired by his uh, time spent on the Hawaiian Islands. Jam-packed with tropical fruits of or tropical flavors of passion fruit, orange, guava. This Hawaiian IPA is brewed to accompany you to your next luau. Terrapin Beer Co. 265 Newton Bridge Road, Athens, Georgia, 30607. Follow the ever-changing adventures of Crunkles with his creative IPAs from around the globe. Crunkles.com. Where in the world is Crunkles who gives a shit? Let's talk about this beer. There we go. All right, so on the pour, uh, pour is a nice light gold, um, slightly off-white head, about three-quarters of an inch. Pretty standard-looking beer. Looks like a lighter IPA, definitely nothing too heavy. Uh, let's get an aroma. Right off the bat, you get a lot of orange. Um, you get a little bit more, of the, you get some of the tropical fruit in the nose there as well. But you really get hit with a lot of kind of like orange peel, but it's almost like a candied orange peel, if that makes any sense. A little bit of guava, a little bit of mango. Nothing really coming off the malt. It smells very sweet, I can tell you that. So let's get a mouthfeel and the flavor. Actually, a pretty nice medium body to it. Uh, fairly effervescent. Um, not like, you know, super overly carbonated or anything, but flavor-wise, you get a lot of that fruit. Um, you get orange and kind of played on with the hops. You get a lot of that. It kind of gives it more of that orange peel type thing going on. Uh, I will say I had one of these yesterday, and the longer that it sat, like as it warmed up a little bit, it started tasting a lot like fake kind of syrupy orange. But that might have just been me. I don't know. Uh, some people might like that. I'm not a big fan of, like, fake fruit flavors. A very, very, very light alcohol burn coming off of that as well. Uh, luckily, it's not a super alcoholic beer, about 6.5, so it's still not, you know, going to fuck you up or anything, but nothing really to say about the malts that are used, I would say. I mean, it's fairly well balanced. It's got a lot of that. For something that they're claiming to be like more, more Hawaiian beer, which I would kind of call more tropical as opposed to Hawaiian, it kind of hits all the marks. It's not going to, it doesn't blow me out of the water, but it is a pretty good beer. I got it for, uh, the Publix down here had a buy one, get one free sale. So two six packs of it for 10 bucks. I 
I'd say that's definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah, not bad. It's not overly bitter. You get a little bit of a hot bite like right at the end, but other than that, it's decent. I wouldn't go out of my way to get it again, but it's not horrible. If I had to rate it like a scale of 1 to 10, maybe 6, 6 and a half. Yeah. So that's Terrapin Beer Co's Luau IPA. And it's worth picking up. If you like tropical IPAs, you'd probably like it a lot. If you like uh, a lot of fruity beers, you'd probably like it as well. But let's go ahead and get started on yeast. Let's talk about yeast. I know it's been quite a while since I did my last uh, real informative episode. I think I ended with the second episode of Hops, uh, where we were talking about hops. And I mean, that was pretty fun. So we're going to jump into yeast here. Uh, yeast is proving a little bit more difficult because... There's a lot of shit that goes into it. It's kind of like um, with hops where you have a whole lot of technical stuff. Uh, you don't have... There's there's a little bit more uh, when it comes to yeast, but we'll kind of get into that maybe next episode. Maybe this one, I'm not sure. The two types of yeast that we're going to be talking about in this episode are ale yeast and lager yeast. Uh, there are more types of yeast out there um, used for brewing. Uh, yeah, but... It's, we're going to talk about these two because they are the more popular ones. Um, basically, the biggest difference that you need to know between the two, um, we're going to get into them a little bit more here in a couple minutes, but ale yeast is top fermenting, meaning that it ferments at the top of the vessel that the beer is fermenting in, and lager yeast does so at the bottom of the vessel that the beer is fermenting in. Uh, so basically, how does yeast work? Um, this is information that I've gotten from allaboutbeer.com. So uh, when it is added to a sugar-rich solution, it immediately begins to consume the sugars and create more yeast. But from the uh, brewer's point of view, the more important thing is, or the important thing is not the growth of more yeast, but the waste products of yeast metabolism, alcohol, and carbon dioxide. That gives beer its fizz. As the as the food supply runs down and the alcohol levels rise, the environment becomes literally toxic to the yeast, which becomes dormant. The brewer may draw off some of the yeast for the next cycle of brewing. And that is one of the things I never really got into when I was home brewing, which I do hope to get into when I pick it back up, is harvesting your yeast and being able to reuse it for uh, different batches. But we'll get into that later. Uh, beers in the ale family are produced by yeast strains that operate better at warmer temperatures. Ales are ready to drink in days rather than weeks, and the yeast the yeasts produce extra flavors in addition to creating alcohol. Fruity, spicy, or earthy flavors are not unusual. Um, ales are the traditional beers of England and of Belgium. Beers in the lager family are fermented by yeast strains that operate better at cooler temperatures. These beers need to be conditioned or cellared. Uh, lager is German for a storage place for several weeks or more to reach peak drinkability. The lager beers are the traditional beers of Germany, the Czech Republic, and Central Europe. So I guess a few of the takeaways that you should kind of get from that are uh, ale yeast do better at warmer temperatures. They also ferment and uh, your beer will be ready a lot sooner. Now that is also subjective because 
things like barley wines or higher alcohol beers, imperial stouts and stuff, you're going to want to let age. Um, so they're not going to be ready, you know, just in days. Uh, it can be months. To keep things simple, beers brewed with ale yeast are usually faster to ferment and get to the point where they're technically done. Beers in the lager family, of course, a little bit, they're the, they're the opposite. They take longer in general and they operate better at cooler temperatures. So that's really kind of like the introduction to yeast. I do want to kind of talk about a few of the yeast strains that I have used. Now I've only used um, maybe just one type of dry yeast and the rest I've used Y yeast, um, liquid yeast. I said yeast like 40 goddamn times. Anyway, this is the information. I got the information for these for the yeast in general off of beercrafter.com. And beercrafter is spelled B-E-E-R-C-R-A-F-T-R.com. Uh, first one I want to talk about, uh, one that I've used, I believe the most, would be Y Yeast American Ale 1056. It is a liquid yeast. Uh, it has a low to medium fluctuation. Uh, 73 to 77% attenuation. Operates best uh, between 60 and 72 degrees Fahrenheit or 15 to 22 degrees Celsius. The flavors that it can give are very clean, crisp flavor characteristics with low fruitiness and mild ester production. A very versatile yeast for styles that desire dominant malt and hop character. This strain, make, this strain makes a wonderful house strain. Mild citrus notes develop with cooler um, temperature with cooler temperature ferment uh, during the fermentation so usually about 60 to 66 degrees Fahrenheit you get a little bit of a citrusy thing going on and it normally requires filtration for bright beers. I've also used this yeast which is Y yeast Ringwood Ale uh, 1187 it is a liquid yeast that has a high fluctuation attenuation of 68 to 72% uh, operates best 64 to 74 degrees Fahrenheit or 18 to 23 degrees Celsius. It's a top cropping yeast strain with unique fermentation and flavor characteristics. Expect distinct fruit esters with a multi-complex profile. Fluctuation is high and the beer will clear well without filtration. A thorough, diacetyl, a thorough diacetyl rest <coughs> is recommended after fermentation is complete. The strain can be a slow starter and fermenter. I didn't have very good luck with this yeast, but I think that that was just a bad batch overall. I kind of fucked it up completely. Uh, but what are you going to do? Uh, next one is going to be Y yeast Belgian Dark Ale. Another liquid yeast, medium fluctuation, 74 to 79% attenuation, 65 to 80 degree Fahrenheit um, working temperature. 18 to 27 degrees Celsius working temperature. It's seasonal availability. This unique Belgian ale yeast is a high acid producer with balanced ester and phenol production, allowing a good expression of malt profile, especially the strong flavors of darker malts and sugars. It has a high alcohol tolerance. It's spicy, tart, and dry on the palate with a very complex finish. And the last one, and I believe this is the one that you're going to be seeing a lot if you're buying pre-made extract kits uh, from like a homebrew store or online like morebeer.com wherever you get uh, your homebrew stuff 
It's Fermentus USO5. It is a dry yeast. And in the next episode, we're going to get into the differences between liquid and dry yeast and kind of preparing both of them uh, for fermentation and to, uh, for use in beers, but we're not doing that right now because, good Lord, it's, it's a lot of shit. Anyway, Fermentus USO5 is a dry yeast, medium fluctuation, 77 to 81% attenuation, operates best uh, between 54 and 77 degrees Fahrenheit or 12 and 25 degrees Celsius. Uh, it's an American ale yeast, producing well-balanced beers with low diacetyl and a very clean, crisp end palate. It forms a firm foam head and presents a very good ability to stay in suspension during fermentation. So those are just a few of the strains that I've used. Uh, like I said, we'll be getting more in-depth into yeast in a later episode. But it, the yeast, I believe, is going to just require a lot of a lot of research and a lot of planning to actually make it make sense. This episode may not have made very much sense because it's a lot of shit and I had to kind of pick and choose what, you know, types of yeast am I going to talk about and how I was going to do it. So I kind of wanted to keep this episode relatively short and sweet and kind of to the point, just kind of get you an introduction into how yeast works um, and the two most popular types of yeast. But in the next episode where we talk about it, we're going to be talking about wild fermentations and all this other shit. And it's going to be a pretty fun episode, so definitely check that out. Subscribe to the, my podcast wherever you're listening to it, because you're not going to want to miss that episode. It's going to take, it'll probably be, probably not the next beer episode that I put out. I have a couple of other things that are going to be coming out, um, not necessarily related to beer. But just, just some fun episodes I wanted to put together for the hell of it. You can either say that you like them or not, it doesn't. It's all good, but we'll hit it up. I'll leave links uh, in the episode description and on my website, maybe on my website, to the websites that I use to do a little bit of the research here. Um, so you can go and check those out if you wanted to as well. Other than that, go ahead and... So you can check me out on Instagram at senpais underscore craft beer cast or Facebook at senpais craft beer cast. Uh, you can subscribe to me wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm pretty sure I'm basically everywhere. I do have a Patreon now. Uh, I will link that as well. And any help that if you guys can do any help, that will be absolutely amazing. Uh, you can also review me on Apple Podcasts. Uh, five, a five would be great, but I don't want you to lie. So just, you know. I'd like to know what y'all think. I'd like to, you know, do a little bit better for you. So, yeah. If you have any questions or anything, I do have a contact page on my website, senpaiscraftbeercast.com. You can always send me an email through there. And I don't have very much interaction with any listeners, if I have very many listeners or not. So I will be guaranteed to answer you. So, yeah. Bye.